Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. For all of that, Adrian Weckler is the tech editor of the Irish and Sunday Independent and he's with us on the programme today. Adrian, you noticed something um, a little unusual, I'd say, at a tech conference in Dublin that's currently underway at the minute. What was it? Yes, it was the Dublin Tech Summit, which is on this week, and its pillar opening event uh, dinner uh, had one very unusual request of people attending, that they not wear jeans or runners, and that ties, quote-unquote, were optional. And that is the first time that I've heard of a tech event in probably 15 years, and not allowing jeans or runners. For those who you know, haven't been aware, jeans and runners are essentially now the uniform of the tech industry. It's how you often distinguish the billionaires and the millionaires from the junior lawyers and the junior accountants who all wear shoes and suits and things that your parents might have thought appropriate to wear to see (laughs) a bank manager or a job interview in the early 1970s. Um, So it's quite an interesting, um, uh, it, it got me thinking whether or not the the sartorial code of the tech industry, which I've been covering for 20 years, whether it's evolving or not. And I'm not sure that it is. I think they may just have misjudged their audience. So, Adrian, the, the opening night of this, though, was it a dinner? Like, was it a sort of a big formal function? Yes, it, it was a formal dinner for what they call principals, which would include speakers and important people. Now, in years gone by, or if you were at something like the Ireland American Investment Fund or something like that, and there were people, you know, speakers from Congress, and there were people from Shanadair, and then there were people from the great and good of the banking world, you might expect to see suits and ties and sort of formal frocks and scarves and things of that nature. If you take a, just a brief scan at the people who create the world we're living in at the moment, you know, Tim Cook at Apple. I was in California last week. Uh, I got to meet Tim Cook. Uh, Stripes, Patrick Collison, you know, Mark Zuckerberg, Jeff Bezos. These people are all wearing jeans, T-shirts, uh, runners. Now, they're, they're all very smart, and they may cost 300 euro for the pair of jeans and 100 euro for the T-shirt and 250 euro uh, for the runners. But that has now become the uniform of the powerful, of the people who set the agenda. Uh, whereas the, you know, the thing that you, the, the, the sports jacket, the non-denim stuff, the collar, the traditional shoes, that's now the uniform of people who are way lower down the rank. So your point is that it's it's not that it's necessarily an issue with dress codes. I suppose it's know your audience. And in this case, the, this is what the audience typically wear. Yeah, I think it's a mixture of both because we send out signals every day, particularly in a work environment, as to our status, who we are, what we aspire to by what we wear. That That is as old as the hills. There's nothing new there. But what I have noticed is if you go to a big event like, you know, the Web Summit or CES in Las Vegas or any of the big global technology events, if you see someone walking across the floor in a suit, you're pretty sure it's somebody junior. Right. If you see somebody walking across in a, a, a you know a smart t-shirt jeans and runners combination, it's a fair bet there's someone important, right? That that you that you might want uh, to talk to. It's kind of the difference between, I suppose, Patrick Collison and Alan Partridge. You know. <laughs> so what did you wear to the event then? Did you le- uh, uh, leave the jeans and the runners at home? 
I left the jeans and the runners on my body Did because I, I can't I can't turn so up to an event. You defied the uh, the dress code, Adrian. I, well, look, if you turn up to uh, you know an important work or broadcasting uh, event, you need to look the part. Yeah. If you but turn that's... up to an important technology event to to mingle with your peers and to let them know that to, to remove one more barrier from your ability to communicate with them, you can't turn up in a suit or a formal dress as if you were you know, working for Telecom Aaron in 1993. You can't do that. Well, if you I'm won't going be to an event, seriously. though, if I'm going to an event and I'm told it's black tie, I'll wear a dress. If I'm told it's smart yeah. casual, yeah. I'll, you know, I, I will leave yeah. the runners in the jeans at home. Like it's, no, it's, abs- absolutely. And that is a black tie event. And they are rarer and rarer and rarer. Look, people now turn up to weddings in their runners. There are people getting married in their runners. And that, I know that's probably an entirely different topic. The point is, that sartorial norms evolve in the world that I inhabit uh, and that I report on, which is really the industry that more than anything else now sets the global agenda. Certainly the wealthiest and most powerful Irish people are generally speaking now in the tech industry. If you, the people, the only people who can afford the 3000 euro a month rents for apartments in Dublin are generally the, mm. the tech workers who yeah. are being paid uh, six figures. And um, in that world, you, you, you can't. Well, you can't wear a suit anymore. The uniform is the jeans and 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 runners. Five three one zero six is the number if you want to get in touch with us today on the program. Are dress codes obsolete? Are they just gone? Should people be allowed to wear whatever they like, whenever they like? Adrian Weckler, tech editor with the Irish and Sunday Independent. Adrian, thanks a million for joining us here on the program today. Thanks, Andrew. Image consultant with House of Colour, Maria Macklin, is with us here in the program as well. Maria, are dress codes still a thing? Hi, Andrea. How are you? Yeah, well, interesting conversation. Dress codes, formal imposed dress codes have disappeared. However, listening to Adrian there, if I were asked to to wear something particular, if there was a dress code imposed upon me, I would stick to that dress code if it were, if if I were turning up at a function. That's my personal opinion. But as as the norm, the, the imposed dress codes have disappeared. Which, is, which has caused its own difficulties. There are two things that have happened. People no longer have the uniform, so they're not quite sure what to wear. Um, and people are told that they can be smart casual, and the mm. focus has moved to the casual rather than the smart. It's oh, a two-word right. phrase, and people are ignoring the first word sometimes. Um, and he's right. You have to look like the environment you're in. You have to not stand out for the wrong reasons. You have to look the part, but you also have to understand how you're being perceived and what are other people saying about you. So, so there's an awful lot to consider. So in this case, is Adrian and others right to defy the dress code, where, as he says, the dress code didn't fit the audience? Well, yeah, well, it's, it's interesting. I would expect that if there's a dress code given that you comply with it, that's, that's what I would do. However, I understand that some people don't feel themselves, they don't feel authentic when they're in dress codes that belong to other people so you need to naturally do what's right for you you have to be consistent with your own look and you have to be authentic so for me I never wear clothes that are too swishy and too much texture I just I I can't be messy I have to be tidy in my clothes and and I express that in what I wear as well as in how I work so your clothes are a way of expressing who you are once they're congruent and aligned with your personality then you can be consistent and when you walk into the room people know what they're going to get Trust is built on that. 
I'd love to hear from listeners as well, um, Maria, today about this. Like, do, you know, does your workplace still have a relatively formal dress code or do you, like, are people a fan of it? Do you, maybe you find it too restrictive? 53106 uh, is the number if you want to text us um, here today. Maria, just on the kind of post office return since COVID, has that changed the dress code? Changed, yes. As I say, the uniform has disappeared. Things have become more casual. People understand that they can still do the job at hand regardless of what they're wearing. There is, however, a lot of research and psychological research about enclosed cognition when you behave how you're dressed. So if you're wearing an ill-fitting suit or if you're wearing a T-shirt with a stain on it, your performance tends to be affected by that. Um, When you smarten yourself up, you stand taller, you're you're essentially more productive and there have been a huge amount of studies that show that. So there is a psychological impact on how you behave but also how you're perceived. And, and what people will say about you when you leave the room. Jeff Bessos was the one who said that. Your brand is what people say about you when you leave the room. We all have a different voice. We all have a different part to play. You have to be authentic to you. Some of the texts in on, um, on this today, Maria, and I suppose they're probably taking aim at, if you want to say, the younger generation, talking about mm. how the, the formal you know, workplace office uniform has changed in, in recent years. Is that the case? Is it a generational thing? Sometimes. But if you look at, I mean, he mentioned weddings. If you look at weddings, a lot of the youngsters are really getting dressed up. They wear suits out at nighttime now. They'll wear a, a, a waistcoat and a jacket and a trouser, some of the, the young lads. So it, I think it depends on the situation. I do feel that some of the younger generation don't understand the power of understanding what to wear. And some of them turn up inappropriately dressed for work and they do themselves a disservice because they're not seen in the roles. They're not seen ready for the promotion. They're not seen in the in the job that they're aspiring to. And so there, there is a balance. You have to express you. You have to be comfortable. You have to be authentic. But there's also, you have to look around the environment and make sure that you're not standing out for all the wrong reasons, Andrea. It's important that you don't stand out for all the wrong reasons. And you have to build trust with the people around you. And you do that initially through your appearance. Yeah. Your first impression counts. Ted and Dungarvan is texting and he makes the point that he says Zuckerberg's t-shirts cost $400. I don't understand why people don't dress appropriately for work. They're not in the kitchen. There's another listener as well, Maria, who's got in contact to say it's very difficult actually as an employer to set the tone in the office. I wear suits every day, but I can see that so many of the employees don't follow suit and wear much more casual clothes. I don't like it. But how do I talk to them about it? Yes, it's very hard to talk because you can't now tell people what they can or cannot wear. What you have to do is give them the tools. And I often give employers the language that they can use, which isn't controversial and which will allow the employees to have the information. And then it's up to them to decide how to use it. So there are a lot of tools out there. And and one of them is, you know, the amount of flesh you show is Will 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 as people assume that you're lower ranking? So keep the flesh to a minimum in the office. I mean, there right. are ways which you can elevate your look without putting on a jacket. You can even by adding a cardigan, even by adding a having an open neck shirt rather than a, a t-shirt with long sleeves. I mean, all of those things, little small things, you can use to elevate your look. And not only will that change how you're seen, it'll also change mm. how you behave. Stay with us, Maria. Caroline's on the line as well. Eighteen hundred four five three one zero six. Caroline, are you a fan of dress coats? Well, I'll tell you. I own the um, Portuguese brand Lanny Dor Boutique in Air Street in Galway, and I have found since um, the lockdown has lifted that there's much more of an appetite for workers to dress up. 
believe it or not. And I think that ladies, they wanted to get out of the leggings, the tracksuits, all of that casual wear and, you know, you know, embrace again fashion and get an opportunity to wear dressier items. That's what I've been finding okay. in the shop. So it's people are sick of lounging around the house for the past two years in the tracksuit bottoms? Yeah, I think that's it. And we even get that feedback from customers that they're, you know, they're tired of the, the tracksuits, the leggings and the pyjamas. And they were the staple attire for working from home. And I think that now that, that people are back in the office, they really want to start dressing again. And, you know, I believe that Irish ladies have an inherent sense of fashion. And I think that we like to dress up. It's psychological. When we look good, we feel good. So I think being back in the office again after so long gives ladies a chance to showcase their style and fashion sense. Jack and Taryn Eurus text in to say it's the same with weddings. People are now ditching the black tie only to strip people of their individual style. Um, I'm not sure I would fully agree with that now. I think that, you know, everybody's sense of style is personal to them. And, and I think at the end of the day, it's whatever you feel good in works for you. I don't think there's necessarily any one dress code. Um, you know, obviously, if, if you work in a place where you have to wear a uniform, there there is that strict standard that you have to maintain. But I think if, if left up to each individual, I think people do like to dress well and feel good. What mistakes do people make, Maria, when it comes to dressing for work? Often it's it's the emphasis on the casual rather than the smart. You You are going into the office, you're changing your location, you're changing your environment, you have to put your best foot forward and you have to assume that people will make up things about you based on what they see. Um, too much flesh is often the case. Wearing leisure wear in the office, so leggings really don't belong there unless you're giving the yoga class at lunchtime. So be very careful about what, what you're doing. Um, scruffy, unclean, you know, wash, clothes, clean clothes are very simple. But expressing your personality is something that people often don't know how to do and it's a great way of building trust being individual being consistent everybody can be casual but everyone will define what that means based on their own okay. context and their own individuality and it's important to be individual this is the currency the currency the authenticity is the new currency and you have to be right for you you'll feel comfortable you'll look comfortable um, Mark Zuckerberg wears the same thing every day because he does, that's one less decision for him to make Barack yeah. Obama was well, the same he wore the same thing every day too. Well, It's so funny you say that decision. because some of the messages are coming in from people here as well Marie are making the point it's actually an awful lot easier to have an office uniform where everyone just simply wears yeah. a suit because this it listener is. says that I absolutely hate when we used to have casual Fridays it was yeah. much handier I just did the same five shirts five ties and <laughs> rotated Monday yeah, to it's, Friday it's, it's true it's, it's yeah. sent people into a flummox and that's what I'm saying the focus on the casual and they don't know how to do smart casual and they don't know what what changes and what what takes the place of that okay. suit and what takes the place of the dress and jacket. Let, let me bring in Anthony. Anthony, what point did you want to make on dress coats? Andrea, I think maybe we should all start just wearing track suits and runners. Why? You know, it, that seems to be the way it's going. I feel, you know, like I said to the researcher there when he rang me, I think, you know, when you see a man and he's wearing a pair of trousers and he's wearing a shirt, you know that he's had to iron the shirt, iron the trousers probably. If he's wearing shoes, he had to polish them. You know, he didn't just crawl out of bed and slip on a tracksuit pen and a, a tracksuit top. And why don't we start wearing baseball caps as well? Mm. We're at it. Right. You know, I mean, you have to have some standards like. OK, well, what, what, what about that? What about that, Maria? 
Well, the, associ- the association between competent and traditional dress is a norm. So if your first glimpse of an investment banker or a lawyer is in cutoffs and a hoodie, you know, you don't believe that they do the job they do. When you see them in a suit or conservatively tailored, you do believe they do the job they do. You have to build trust with your clients. You have to you have to look like you know what you're talking about and you have to look like the person who is believable, competent and credible. The invasion of business casual has begun with the tech industry, but there's it's 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 tricky. It is tricky and your caller is right. If you don't put the effort in, other people will think, well, he's not going to put the effort into how he looks. Why would he be putting in the effort for me as a customer or as a client? Okay. So that, that assumption does happen. Um, whether you like it or not, those yeah. judgments take place very quickly in our brain. Okay. 53106 is the number. I'd love to hear from other listeners as well today. Are you a fan of the dress code or would you prefer if it was just totally uh, obsolete since post-COVID? This texter says, I'm the CEO of an international tech company and typically wear sneakers and jeans. Adrian may have um, an identity issue. Uh, he's a peer at these events um, as well. And uh, yeah, that is that is the case, I think, and this listener is making the point. Sorry, it's just difficult to read the message uh, with regards to the event on Friday um, that took place. 53106 is the number if you want to get in contact with us. Still to come on the programme today, lost luggage at Dublin Airport. If it's a difficulty you are having at the minute, get in touch. 1800 453106. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.